This is Abnormal Entertainment. Listening to the No Cry Zone, a progressive political podcast on the Abnormal Entertainment Network. And welcome to the No Cry Zone on a very special Thanksgiving edition. Uh, I am here with John and Rob uh, monthly. So if you haven't figured that out by now, <laughs> sorry about your damn luck. It's once a month. So. We're busy. <laughs> There's things to be done. Yeah. We can't just grouse about the world you know, weekly. I mean, we could. Well, we do. We, but <laughs> it's not in the same room. To get together and do it on a microphone and then edit it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much work involved. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, and he does the same thing day after day after day after day. So, oh, there's different things today. There's different things now. So we're talking about Trump, of course. And there's different. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, what isn't there to talk about? I mean, I'm sure that if there was podcasts in Lincoln's time, they would have been talking about Lincoln 24-7. Sure. Yep. But there wasn't. Today, my favorite thing happened. The Rocky tweet. Really? Did you guys see the Rocky yeah, tweet? I, I don't think I did. So he tweeted out a picture of himself yep. photoshopped with his head on Rocky. Oh, no, with no. no context. Yep. Nothing else. Just that. Ah, oh, well, yeah. From the real account. Yeah, from yeah, the, no, the real Donald yeah. Trump account is his head photoshopped on a uh, Rocky with the the crowd has been changed to the uh, <laughs> the Florida rally from the other day. Okay. I believe it was Florida. So yeah, n- just no no context, oh, oh. nothing. Okay, well the con so well the context is of course he sees himself as Rocky, he, he's the lone a, underdog, underdog fighter. No one appreciates just how strong of heart he really is. Right. Anybody see that article in the Atlantic about that? That that's that that was his base, and that's who he, he is pandering to. Is, yeah. is those people who are un- undereducated, poor, and basically want to root for someone like themselves. So he's playing that character of you know Rocky right, Balboa. Right. You know, well, basically. they 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 see themselves in him. As mm-hmm. ridiculous as that is, but that's how mm-hmm. yep. that's how that whole dynamic has set itself up. And it's clear. I mean, as we learn time and time again, it doesn't matter what comes out about him. It doesn't matter what he does. Yep. They, as long as they embrace him as one of them, it doesn't matter. Then right. it's an attack on them, and it gives them a. A much bigger sense of community. Mm-hmm. You know, now you're a nationwide community of Trump supporters, and that in itself, just that one little aspect of the cult of Trump, is so alluring to most people right. in that I, in I, that cult. Previously, to belong, to feel that kind of belonging, mm-hmm. you would have to wear a hood or burn a cross or wear a red armband or right. like anything else. Whatever was happening and, out in you know okay. Eugene, Oregon. You know, it's, all, I mean, it's it's it's, it's uh, you know if you're looking at Maslow's hierarchy, okay. this is this is the intimacy and belonging stuff that they don't have. So these are, this is a group of people, um, largely white, uh, who feel disenfranchised, who don't believe in the concept of privilege, and they've been held down. And so if this guy comes in, who's done, he's like he's like hometown boy made good for them. Right. He's just like me, and look, he's rich. 
So now we got this whole group of people saying, oh, now he's aspirational now. But it's, I mean, it's how unions work. It's how the Boy Scouts works. Sure. It's how community theaters work. You know, it's it's just insidious. It's interesting <laughs> that you mentioned that because about how unions work. Because uh, actually before you guys came over, I uh, and by the way, we're, we're recording from uh, the... The arcing compound, and I, if the, you listen... The bunker? Yeah. That's my dog up there guard barking, dog. yeah. yeah. So, That's a guard dog who's yeah. trained to bark only at uh, conservative ninjas. Yeah, so... We must be surrounded. We are uh, surrounded. <laughs> so, anyway, I was watching... I'm sorry, uh, I couldn't have... Uh, I could Netflix, have Netflix, The Irishman came out. Yeah. They put The Irishman up there. The I, I started watching it, yeah. Uh, with Robert De Niro and mm-hmm. Al Pacino, and uh, really good. Of course, you know, what do you, you know, it's it's Martin Scorsese. What are you going to do? It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. And watching it, but the the part about it's interesting you say that about the unions, but because Jimmy here's Jimmy Hoffa, and here's a guy who is ripping off these union members, taking their pension funds and and using it to float loans to the mob, mm-hmm. and yet they love him. One they love him. He's one of us. And it doesn't matter what the feds said. It doesn't matter what they proved. It did not matter. It was us against them. And that's the point. If you make the us against them, if you create the villains, that's why it was so important for Hillary Clinton to be a villain. That's why it's so important for Adam Schiff to be a villain and Bernie Sanders to be a villain, for all these multiple villains. Because, I mean, that's how Jim Jones works. You know, you got this cult in Jonestown. He's putting all these people together, and, you know, it's us against the world. We're going to go find our little piece of heaven in Guyana. Oh no! That that sitting uh, uh, congressman's coming in. We got to attack. We have to attack. Right. So in the yeah, I mean to use the Jonestown example. So exactly to to take the step of we're going to murder a U.S. congressman and see that as a logical thing. Right? As logical well, as yeah. the biggest mass suicide in history. Well, yeah, it is, <laughs> clearly they were moving down a path. Right. Uh, it starts with but, the congressman. Right. It ends with the Kool Aid Man. Yeah, it's yeah. horror. The Kool Aid Man. Okay. <laughs> Uh, insert meme here. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I guess, you know, you're, you're, and we talked about this before, about, and it all ties in together. Again, the, it's it's not so much a defense of Trump as, as much as it's, it's a defense of their defense. Yeah. And then, obviously, melding that with the notion of Trump is one of them. No, I, no, I, I officially don't think they're an issue. Because like they had someone before him, they'll have someone after him. Right. When he goes away, they'll find something else to latch on to. Right. You know, whether Joel Olstein this time, who knows? The problem right now, in my opinion, is the complete um, ethical destruction and moral destruction of the Republican Party, yeah. who aren't cult members. Right. They see some kind of benefit in this, yeah. or they have dirt. I think he's got something on Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham's like balls deep in some awful thing. And he's got picks, literally or yeah, figuratively. Yeah, well, I mean, just look at Russia. I mean, he is he's basing his whole presidency on on the way that Vladimir Putin came to power. Is call the the press the enemy of the people, get you know a very secure base that allows you to do anything, blow off all control on your power. Oh, it's older than and, Putin too. Putin it, grabbed it, it from exactly. Stalin. Stalin grabbed it from and, Nero. But it's, it's all the same playbook over and over again. But the people that should know better, it's, and I don't even blame Trump. Trump's a freaking, he's a narcissistic asshole that will right. do anything he wants to do. The people, the, the Republican That's party that is surrounding him with, they're 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 in on it. They know what's going down. Mm-hmm. They know the truth of all these things. And yet, you got the, what's that, who's the guy in the, uh, James Jordan? 
Is that him? Oh, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan? Yeah. That dude. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's he's just a he, black hole for where a soul should even be. Even other Republicans hate that guy. Yeah. I mean, maybe, in, I, you know, not publicly, but you I get mean, the sense that even they're I mean, like... Ted Cruz oh should have a sitcom you know? there. You know, <laughs> the hated couple. I actually look forward to Ted Cruz's questions nowadays because they, some, they <laughs> actually are so moderate. Smart. Yeah, they are so moderate now. You know? <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys have been doing the marathon C-SPAN shit that I've been doing lately with all these impeachment well, I did with the hearings, yeah. You know, oh, all right. that I don't, stuff. so you do it. Uh, right, so I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, the when you actually hear Cruz speak now, it is actually a, a broad contrast to what else is going on in the hearing. And it's like, what? Uh, uh, you know, and that was what was so wonderful about the impeachment hearings. It's hearing smart people talk again. Right. Just hearing those diplomats talk. Even Sondland, oh, even him, you know, he was a smart man. I, he is a, a calculated man. He, he got himself into this position. More calculating than smart. But and that bitch loves drama. Oh. <laughs> he, like, Sandy and I are watching this, my wife, and um, she's like, isn't he a Trump supporter? I'm like, no. He bought an ambassadorship, and he gets to do fun ambassadorship now, like right. testify in front of Congress. Who gets to do this? I mean, we, he was so happy. To you, be you see the, there's the one picture they got of him where he just looks right at the cameras, and he's almost he's, bogey. He's, yeah. he's like, mm, hello, boys. Oh, and you're like, holy he shit. He was loving it. And now, you know, I mean, he it was measured speech, and right. he was he was some some bombshells, but he was trying to keep himself out of it. He wasn't. It didn't yeah. work that well. Right, right. Uh, I mean, he wasn't exactly John Dean. I mean. No, but, no. But, he didn't go that far, but he went pretty far. I mean, he didn't. Oh, he, you know, he said yes. Yeah, there was the. I mean, that's pro quo. He made that connection. That mm-hmm. that he didn't he's, say the word bribery. He's the closest link. Off. He's the closest link that they have right now publicly, outside uh, of Bolton, which I you know, who will probably be compelled. But I think, yeah, I think he will. But I think Bolton, he'll. I think Bolton will be less open. I think he'll. He'll be. He won't lie. He won't right. lie, and I don't think he'll take the fifth. But he'll. You know, there's ways to, to not answer. Questions. I mean, Bolton's an awful human being, but he's an he's an HW crony from way back in the day. Right. Um, no, so I, there, there yeah. may be some. I mean, horrible, awful ideas, but maybe some sort of integrity and respect for the process. Well, I mean, when, look, when John Bolton is your integrity measure, right? You know, you're like, holy shit! No, right. uh, look at how far we've come. Oh, oh God, no! You're right about that. <laughs> her, her testimony was it. it well, look, uh, uh, the Lieutenant Colonel Vinman. Mm-hmm. He was great. You know, he was the first one of anyone that had testified who was just at. I mean, very clear about this was wrong. The other people that testified were said, well, I had concerns, or this was different than what had happened before. Mm-hmm. He was the first one to really just say, yeah, it was wrong. It was just wrong. Can we just get that on the record? It was wrong. You know, hello? Uh, is this working? It's wrong. Thank you. You know, my flower. So, you know, and then when Fiona Hill came on, I mean, well, she look, took it. Back to Vinman quickly. Okay. Because uh, Trump tried to do that, like they did with the Gold Star family right, attack. Right, right, That got zero traction with his base. Right. So the base is starting to actively reject the, the making fun of the military and poking holes. Well, I think the far, maybe some of the more center-based... They're there. They're, you know, they're there. But I think the far, I mean, the, what, what, what is happening, though, what I think is, what, what, with Vinman and others, what you're seeing, though, is they're trying to make this dual loyalty smear. That, okay, with Vinman, mm-hmm. because he was born in Ukraine, well, obviously he's not really a loyal American. Right. Um, and then, um, and, you know, they're trying, and then with Fiona Hill, well, she's British, so. You know, they try. try. I mean, nice. I think that there's, there's that undercurrent to this. But, you know, the thing, going back to Sondland really quick, and I, I saw one analysis which I thought was interesting. It was that 
with Sondland, Trump was meeting himself. Because Sondland acted like... Sondland doesn't give a rat's ass about Trump, Mm -hmm. right-wing, Republicans, America, Constitution. None of that really means anything to him. No. What Sondland cares about is Sondland. He got to be in the back. Exactly. He bought... And the thing is, is that traditionally... Look, all presidents sell ambassadors, so to speak, sell ambassadorships to big donors. But it's usually ambassadorships to, you know, American Samoa and, and, and Liechtenstein. He was given the ambassadorship to the European Union. I mean, that's usually... At the time of Brexit. Yeah. Yeah. That's usually a professional diplomat position that Mm -hmm. that gets that one. And and so, but okay. But right. He bought an ambassadorship. You're right. He gets to do all the fun ambassador stuff. I'm pissed about all the cold rules. He's like taking selfies, you know, checking in on the floor of the house. (laughs) I'm mayor floor of the house. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that was certainly interesting. Yeah, that was great. And then Fiona Hill, though, I think her she had the uh, the indignation of Vinman and the expertise, the the inside knowledge of how this all yeah. works, and making the clear connection that to pointing to the Republicans saying you're carrying forth. Putin's agenda, right? With this bullshit Which notion, took hold. yeah, and that's largely taken hold, uh, and even, and even the you know the the uh, uh, the Fox realm, you know, because there was a pushback on Kennedy, mm-hmm. you know, like did Ukraine do it? Well, maybe. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, we all kind of do. That guy. <laughs> we we got this great big thing called the FBI and the CIA and oh, all the intelligence. Deep, deep state. Now. Yeah, you know. I still just can't figure out quite yet why. The Republican Party in mass is doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, because they're winning. I mean, they're sort winning in, in the measure that they see, which is judgeships. Look, that's the one measure that Trump has excelled at in their mind right. and has not stopped. They've reshaped the judiciary. Right. They're one. They're one flew away <laughs> from completely reshaping the Supreme Court mm-hmm. uh, for. A generation or more, right? I mean, that's not that's generally not their their style. I mean, this is going to do poorly for them. This is personally, but their I, I think their plan is. I I hope that it does, and you would think that it would, but you know, they're they're hoping to. I think at the I think they feel like at the last minute when this is really all going to finally collapse in on them. They'll pull the ripcord, or they'll hit the ejection seat, and, be, and then they'll they'll usually like, oh we had nothing oh what are you talking about oh no we were against it the whole time maybe so, but you know there's a lot of high profile stuff we just saw two gubernatorial elections where it didn't quite go well mm-hmm. for people for, for people that Trump directly right. endorsed live mm-hmm. um, and that's that's telling um, and then the Nunez uh, revelations of the past few days. Have been uh, yeah. uh, interesting. Right, to say that he traveled least. to uh, was it Vienna or I forgot where. I believe it was uh, Vienna to, to meet with uh, you know people to get this Ukraine crap. Mm-hmm. And of course, mm-hmm. it, you know, we it, here he is carrying so blatantly carrying water for Trump, uh, asking all the questions that are just so clearly designed. Mm-hmm. You know, coming right out of the White House playbook, and then we find out well, of course, because that's exactly what he's been doing. But don't forget. You know, Nunes was the guy who ran to the White when he was when he led the intelligence committee. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that went to the White House first yeah. with that information that uh, 
that there had been a uh, investigation begun back in July of 2016 against his campaign, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't his role as head of the intelligence committee. <clears throat> but he went to the White House first with that information. It was exactly what you're not supposed to do. Yeah. Right. And he did it. And so that's the kind of guy you're dealing with. Right. Right. And now it's, I mean, now it's, now it's more than public. There's a lot of traction on that. There's a lot of traction on, uh, the Giuliani, um, had a deal with the, the lead prosecutor in the Ukraine to work for him right. now. Trump has just thrown Giuliani on oh, the I bus. Know. Look at those bus tracks over the back. Giuliani <laughs> said he had insurance plan for Trump, but had to call today to personally reassure the president there was no insurance plan. <laughs> and, and these are all innocent people. Right? Oh, that's, that's, what, that's, what, that's how you act people. when you're innocent. Oh, that's when you talk about insurance. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it really is funny how they use social media to talk to themselves. So again, I'll, I'll go back to the Irishman, you know, the old style mob, because that's what these guys are. It's, it's just a mob. And, you know, the old style mob would, you know, they, they get together over or drinks and they'd send messages between, you know, well, you go tell Fat Tony that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's going to sleep with the fishes if he don't, you know. And the, the, the coded messaging back and forth. And, and here it's just blatantly out in the open with the social media. Yeah, because no one can see that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. That's it. And just, you're like, oh, my God, you people. Yeah. I mean, this is what's going to bring all of them down is, okay, Boomer. Yeah, they just maybe. don't get it. Yeah, maybe. they don't get how it works. I really do think that one is much more powerful. That's so powerful. coming up soon. That that one's not going to go away. Yeah. That okay, well, boomer. So the guy he's reading off his phone the emails he yeah. sent, and Trump is probably like, "You could do that on your phone." <laughs> I thought you would delete those. And remember the 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 great like defense that Trump had. I've been using phones for forty years, and I've never heard anything come out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, hear it when it's up I to know. my ear. Oh, what are you talking about right. from across a table? And he's still and he's still a moron too. You know, whatever's happening, whatever Machiavellian schemes he has, they're so low level. Right. Well, I'm like the Centennial coin this week. Did you see that? I guess not. Yeah, so he was, was signing the Centennial coin for women's suffrage. Oh, oh, yes, I did. I'm sorry. I did see that. <laughs> How come yeah. no other presidents yeah. have done this? Only Trump can do this. <laughs> we get things done. Oh, Let Lord. me explain how time works. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Here's a calendar. And let's start with, you know. Okay, yeah. boomer. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's going on. It's getting to happen. All right, and you're not a boomer. No. You're, you're a top end. I'm an Xer. You're a top end Xer. I'm a Gen Xer. I'm mid X. We're mid X. Yeah. 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 So Gen X started '65. Yeah. And I'm born in '66. So okay. Yeah. So just we we yes. we're, we're the ones that largely hate the world. And yeah. It draws. So the most like, like Gen Xers are off the grid for the most part. They're yeah. the biggest generation that has people off the grid, just not participating in the world. And, and I think you know I, somebody had said this, and I thought that's probably true. The, the Gen X version of OK Boomer has been whatever, rolling yeah. the eyes and going whatever. Like, right. what the fuck? Well, so, I think, I think we're the small, we we're a very small generation. There's not as many of us right. as the millennials or the boomers that we both despise equally. <laughs> <laughs> I have hope for the Z's, though. I like them. I'm a fan of the Z's. I, I think you might be right. Yeah. I have hope for them. But uh, we were, so, we're kind of in a unique position where, yes, we had to use a fax machine, but in order to be relevant, we also had to learn how to use a computer. We, right. we had to span this game. We were the bridge. Uh, we were the technology bridge. And, uh, yeah, you know, I have full confidence that, you know, Trump can tweet from his phone, but, you know, Jared programs his DVR. Yeah. <laughs> no. 
Right. And this is, this he is, can't, yeah, it's going to come he crashing. He didn't get that training like right. we did. We never thought he would need it. So mm-hmm. that's, I think this is all going to come crashing. So that, that, that's how come we have all these, all the, see everyone uh, being indicted and going to jail for the campaign finance issues? They're all generally boomers, all not realizing uh, the extent that you can forensically get into the techno- technology of finances. Mm-hmm. Right. So did you see uh, today? Um, uh, it wasn't. It's not new, but uh, the first two Congress people to support Trump publicly are, are now indicted for campaign finance issues. <laughs> yeah. Well, with the rest under investigation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seems a little ahead of times. Well, you know, it, it, yeah, it's funny you talk about the the whole not quite grappling with the technology. Like, so yeah. part, and I remember this from the Mueller investigation. And I forgot exactly who it was, but. Some of the stuff that they got, they re- they quickly realized that one of the ways that they were sending messages was they were writing drafts on Gmail or Yahoo email, and then they were saving that they weren't actually sending an email. They would write a draft and save it, okay, and then somebody else could open the account and look at the draft, and that would be the message, okay, mm-hmm. and and so they thought, oh, we're so smart, and of course it was instantly found. And I and the thing was, I remember when I read that, I'm like, yeah, I saw that on burn notice. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I, saw that. I mean, yeah, you're, you know? well, I wish they they missed that episode because they would have known not to do it. It's great. So yeah, Sondland is uh, reading from his WhatsApp messages, right. and you know, I guarantee the rest of them are like, "What is a WhatsApp?" What's, yeah. Right, well, they, and they no. wouldn't let him. They wouldn't let him go into his emails. And they wouldn't let him look at his briefing papers. You know, the State uh-huh. Department, which is totally obstruction of justice. That yeah. I, that will most certainly uh, be one of the articles of impeachment. Yeah, uh, but right, I just thought you're right. He's reading right up, and you, you have to I, you have to think that they're over there going, "What's WhatsApp?" Right, so you this know. is a guy, so Sondland is a guy, um, he didn't inherit a bunch of money. He kind of built his little right. fortune in, so he had to learn how to use all these things. Uh, he's he's a boomer, but lower end, and so, you know, the, the technology gap wasn't there for him. I think we're going to see a lot of people who, who don't have that technology gap are going to be the ones that escape through this, because they kind of know know how to use the deal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be quite interesting, it's very interesting. Uh, we've mentioned the State Department that motherfucker. Uh, well, did anybody like really doubt Pompeo was going to do that with the state? No, department? you know, no. I, 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 I doubted he would do it so publicly and so loudly. Okay. That's what shocks me. I, I think that is part of the the manifesto of these people. An AG bar. Oh, that yeah, guy. and the, yeah, he's even going around like you know, really actually in in. Uh, argument against our constitution at yeah. most points throughout the day. <laughs> you know, that's that's his job for Trump is to try and like muddy the, the water so much of legal jargon even if it's completely false and even if it's been adjudicated long ago, he's bringing them, them up again like the president is, you know, completely no, immune to everything. Yeah, these are the advisors are completely immune. These are legal theories as that from are, are th- th- that were disproven from the Nixon era. Right. Were tried to be resurrected during the George W. Bush era post 9-11. And Clinton. And, tried you know, to use all those and, uh, and have been largely ineffective or discredited. Well, the ones that Barr is using, the notion that the president is above the law. Right. And that goes back to, that goes back to Nixon, strictly of, well, if the president does it, it's not illegal. I mean, right. that, that, that's like a literal quote from the Watergate. Mm-hmm. You know, that exactly. if the president does it, it's not illegal. And Mulvaney. And there's, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, and that's their philosophy of 
the supreme executive or the imperial. It really is. It's an imperial executive. Right. And it's it's a complete gutting of, of the republic. And that's what they want. That's what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is, uh, again, this is going to go back to technology one more time. Because, so when Nixon was going through his things, even when Clinton was going through and, and uh, W was going through, there was no readily available way to even read the Constitution. Right. Now, you can pull up a Constitution on your phone. Mm-hmm. And the language of the Constitution is not such, so you have to be incredibly intelligent to understand it. Right. And I think that's uh, going to go a long way as far as these uh, the upcoming hearings go, the, the constitutional scholars. Um, Jordan would always jump on the notion that no one said the word bribery. Right. And, you know, we're going to get, it, did it work for Clinton? No, the definition of sex. <laughs> what was the other one? The definition no, no, of is. what is the? What is the? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was is. Yeah, You're is. right, it was it is. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what does is mean? Like, what the what, what? The definition of is, is. That was this great whatever moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's that's the point we're going to be. So we know full well we have lost 30% of the country. They're just in the rabbit hole. Yeah, world, yeah. Well, which is, it's a thing. I mean, maybe 35. That's cool. Whatever. What we need to avoid now, like I keep saying, is that circular firing squad. Right. And just like for the Mueller report, getting way too excited for this. It, yeah, oh, for sure. Well, just having managing the expectations and understanding. Hey, he's not going to get removed from office. No. I mean, I don't regret that they did this. I think it had to be done. No, I think it was great. I think it's a good thing. It's, it's a good, good thing. I heard a quote today. If th- if these aren't impeachable offenses, then nothing is. Yeah, and we're yeah, in a free fall. You really, and, and here's, and this is the difference. The Democrats, at the peril of losing 2020, they are doing this. Because it is entirely possible that he will take fuel from this and somehow be able to eke out a win in 2020. It's entirely possible. Yep. I'm not saying you will, but, you know, depending on what the Democrats do and who they put up, yeah. So the Democrats are taking a political risk uh, to do this, and it's counting down. Um, oh. and, <laughs> it's like the timer on me. I was like, oh, my God, it's time recording. <laughs> Quick, cut the red wire. Um, <laughs> so... Uh, because they're they're taking a political risk now, and I think it's because it's for the long term benefit of the country. Because no one else is saying this is wrong, and at least historically, right. mm-hmm. be able to look back and say, "Yeah, this was wrong." So at least somebody stood up and said that was wrong, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and here's the details of why it was wrong. And otherwise, we're not going to just look the other way. Mm-hmm. So and I think this was a Pelosi plan too. It was way too early when we were all wanted it to happen before with the emoluments clause. I don't think she wanted... I think it was her... I think she was true to her word. Because when she said that she was not in favor of uh, impeachment because she needed to see the country get on board, you know, before they could do that. But I think when the whistleblower complaint came out, it was like, well, fuck. If this isn't it, then what is? I think that kind of... I don't want to say it, it, you know, made her lay her hand down, but... I do think that she wisely saw that now this is... She yeah. adapted to the to the changing circumstances. Nobody back in May could foresee what was going to happen right. in September with this whistleblower complaint and the whole thing with Ukraine. Um, I think the country is on board. You know, I, I think... For the yeah, most part, I, the, the vibe... Right, I think she like saw, that. like, this is the thing to get the country on board. Mm-hmm. Because, right. look, she... They all, they all knew all this before. The hearings are for us. Mm-hmm. It's not for them. 
They already know. The hearings are for us. So Pelosi and uh, and Schiff and all the rest of them, they already knew all the evidence before this even began. Right. The closed door hearings is, I think, where they got some of their, you know, their the, the, those that information. But um, I, I do think that she has been very wise in how she's handled this. She think, held it off when it was, I think it needed to be held off. It too. Yeah, right. There's nothing to be gained by her getting into it. And I think it needed the villain. It needed the Russia influence again. You did, In the story of we're trying to save Ukraine and here's Russia already taking over the land and and we're we're on the front lines with Russia and here's Donald Trump playing nice again with Russia and... and, I saw it, I, I'm not, I didn't research it, but that where she got up out of the meeting and pointed her finger at him, there's that great picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard that she was, at that point, Mr. President, all things with you lead back yeah, to Russia. that was one that of the was, quotes. That yeah. was what she was saying as she got up to lead the, leave the room. I think this one was actually the straw that broke her back, too. Like mm-hmm. It just all tied it up in a nice, neat bow that we could... Continue on these these right. these right and Mueller report now plays back in, in, back in again. Right. You know, and, and along those it. along those lines of what you're saying, I you know it was just an interview on Fresh Air with uh, the two guys that are in charge of Fusion GPS, and of course well, they yeah, right. a new book. and they got a new book coming out and great interview where they were sort of laying out uh, you know uh, how that how the whole the Steele report and everything uh, you know how that all came out and the details involved in that, but what they both said, and I, and I think it was very believable, was that, uh, again, that notion of all things with this guy lead back to Russia. Yeah. Yeah. They all lead back there. Yeah. The fact that he won't release his tax returns is not it's not because he's afraid that you will see. It really isn't because we're afraid that he's not as rich as we think he is. He could weather that storm. Um, you know, oh, well, it's all tax sheltered, and you know, he can play. Yeah, you don't understand. Oh, I got it all put away in investments. It's not going to be in my net worth, <laughs> idiots. You know, I, it really is because, and that's why they're fighting tooth and nail to prevent this coming out. And it will go to the Supreme Court, and we'll find out whether the Roberts Supreme Court has any legitimacy or not. We're going to find out. And and. Because he's going to be the swing vote now. There are he's great the swing stories about all the money too, and that's one thing that those two guys are running around screaming is all we did was follow the money, and no one in right. Congress has followed the money yet, and no one. Mueller didn't do it. These guys, in, you know. Well, Mueller couldn't. He wasn't allowed. Right, he wasn't allowed. Right. But you know, no one has done that, and and as soon as you do that, all you see are these connections that go mm-hmm. back and back to back. Years and years to Russia, to dirty deals in all these other countries. There's uh, even one that, you know, he was in, in business with the Iranian National Guard. Yep. You know, there's all of these dirty deals in there that will make you see what's really happening there. Is This is about Trump and Trump organization and Trump dynasty. And he thinks in his head, if he does that, that's good for America. And that's what he's telling his base. But that is not really what's happening. This I don't is, think he thinks that. Uh, no. I think I, he tells them that. I, I, but I don't think he believes that. No. I, I mean, it's all about him. Right, but, yeah, I guess he, he, doesn't, doesn't, he just doesn't care. He doesn't give right. two shits about America. America. Right. <laughs> but we have good optics now. Now we have very cool optics. So the Kurdish pullout, mm-hmm. um, our bases uh, that the Kurds are occupying now have... Russian flags because they took them yeah, over. Beautiful. You know, yeah. there's there's horrible things that we're seeing these things. The um, I think it was a wonderful move um, for us, not for him, to fire uh, the Navy Secretary or for the Navy Secretary to leave, depending mm-hmm. on whose version you believe, because uh, you know the the um, 
he never had across the board of military support, but he had a large level of military support from rank and file, mm-hmm. and that's been you know compromised, yeah, you know by pardoning um, a war criminal, yeah, no well, convicted war criminal, right? I mean it, that wasn't out, is it? And that's once again obstruction of the military code of justice. Yep. Here's the president stepping in, and why didn't he step in for all the other seals that lost their tridents? Well, you know why, right? Because it was on Fox and Friends. <laughs> yeah, right. they were lobbying for this particular yeah, guy on Fox right. and Friends. Right. Yes, and he. What I mean, fifty-four minutes on Fox and Friends. Mm-hmm. Did anybody listen to that rambling speech on fifty-four minutes? A podcast. Our president gave <laughs> Fox and Friends a podcast where they could barely get an, a word in edgewise, and it's just. It's insane to listen to the yeah. man. I, I didn't hear the whole thing. I saw some clips, and some of the clips you could. See, one of the hosts just had a look on her face, and like, "Oh fuck, yeah, what uh, have we done?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, they, it's hard for them to even keep it in. I think exactly what have we done? Because right. I think there's some of them that still have some trace of conscience left. Mm-hmm. Well, and just a trace. And just, if you are one of those people <laughs> that come to the realization like they did in the middle of that 54-minute rant, you can see it on their faces like, oh, shit, how do we get out of this? How do we shut up the President of the United States? Mm-hmm. He's obviously making a fool out of himself. We know that this is going to get clipped and clipped and clipped and not going to look good for him. If you are that person, how do you go to work every day and continue that that cycle? You know, there's something there, and it is... Basically, the billionaires of the world. The oligarchs are trying to take over the world. Not just the United States, not just Russia, not just these little countries along the line that get bowled over. They want the world. They want to have basically what they've been putting out into the Soros world of the one-world government, and the one-world government will be a mob-style government. But I don't think they want this, though. This is the worst way to go about it. This is the public way to go about this. So if they said, hey, we're going to let Trump lead this charge. What? No. You know, they, we were doing really good without anyone knowing. This is, this is, no, this is, this is, uh, and yes, that's happening, mm-hmm. but this guy is not the face of it. But This guy is definitely not the face of it. But in, let's say it was, Putin is one of the masterminds. I, I don't think that he is the, and because I don't think he has enough power uh, among the world. But if, if he was uh, among those new axis of power, wouldn't he be saying, well, shit, we've got dirt on him. I mean, that would be the first thing that he, we've got dirt on him. Let's put him into power. We have these things where he's been coming to us wanting to put businesses here. We have, you know, maybe the PP tape. And if we don't have the PP tape, we sure as hell can make up something and put it out in a bunch of memes and get it out in, in that he is diminished. And that is the, his whole, like, for either candidate. That was his plan, was to diminish the world power of the United States by causing misinformation and panic and... Uh, not knowing what your president, you know, are we on a forward pass like this? No. It, even if it was Hillary, well, it's really Soros back behind it. And it just causes that chaos, and that was the main plan for Putin. And yeah, but Putin's not, so that's, this is no so way leading to, the charge, you would say yes, I would want this, him instead of This is of no Hillary. way to take over the world, though. No, it's so, not about taking over so the world. For the oligarchs, yeah. so Rob Sanders, the big billionaire oligarchs right. that are working on the one world government. Yeah. This, they don't even care about this stuff that's happening. Right. This, the Trump and Putin thing, mm-hmm. these are blips 
for yeah. the overall, you know, consolidation. Good point. Good point. You know, so this is yeah, this is pure. Well, this, is, this is two men purely uh, narcissistic and greedy. Yes, that is true. That is true. Uh, but I, I mean, I think Putin's. But it is also true. Then again, what you were just saying, though, that. Putin's goal here was is, is disruption, right. which has succeeded wildly beyond his dreams. Yeah. He took a huge... And it was him. There's no one else. There is no Politburo anymore. This is one-man rule in Russia. Right. Okay? And uh, he's the one that made the call to say, yeah, let's fucking do it. Well, yeah. And, and, but it's a huge gamble because... And because he made that gamble before Trump was elected president, right. I mean, and this and yet, could, you would have, and and if there's ever, if you know, I think that history will not be kind to Obama about his final year in office when this was all coming into focus. I'm not saying it's his fault or whatever, but I think clearly different steps could have been taken, and he took a chance because Obama could have very easily, you know, he had the information, and he decided it's so close to an election. I, I'm just going to trust that these systems that we have in place will handle this, and of course they didn't. Right. And um, and uh, but you know this is an act of war. Let's this is the modern version of sinking a warship. Yeah. That used to be the standard. You sink my warship, we're at war now. And now it's this you're disrupting my election, and they're going to double down on it in 2020. Now, I mean you're in you're in a, you're in for a penny and for a pound. So, uh, what are we going to do? Now, with Trump in, it's not so much of a gamble for him anymore, because mm. Trump's going to carry his water and look the other way and benefit from it, so he doesn't give a shit. Right. But everyone else is paying attention, and Trump isn't going to be president forever, uh, who? Um, unless he's the last president. Well, um, people were probably saying that about Putin, too, yeah. when he came in. You know so, what I mean? but what are we going to do? How are we going to deal with this in the future? Because... Let's say Trump loses in 2020, and let's say a competent Democrat gets control. Let's say it's Biden. Let's say it's Buttigieg. Whoever it is, somebody that has some focus on foreign policy on the world and comes in, and what are they going to do? What's your options if you're the president of the United States in 2021? Your options are, we can't look the other way. You have to actively combat Russian expansionism. So, A, that means... We've got to, you've got to, you've got to bolster Ukraine. Yeah, you've got to give them military assistance. This is you've got to go back and put your finger in Putin's eye and say, well, "Fuck you, we're back." Well, there's no political ramifications for not doing it, you know. Right, because the Trump supporters do, don't care about. No, Russia. they don't care. No, no, it, it's a non. They do it yeah. well. Those guys are not. absolutely. So yeah, when they walk in, the first there's going to be no blowback. You can do everything we should have done. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I think there will be. There will be. The, the ramifications are that Russia isn't going to take it sitting down. Right. But you know, there, we, if, we, if there's a real world power working against them actively, they have to take it sitting down because they just they still can't compete. Right. Even, I mean, even in our dimin- no, you're, you're yeah, 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 you're totally right. So that's that's if we take an all in stance. Yeah. And that's which if we, needs to happen. Which does need to happen. And if mm-hmm. we say, look, we're gonna we're all in in the sense of. It, we're all going to be in diplomatically. We're all going to be in economically. We're all going to be in, you know, politically. We're going to be in militarily. We're all in all facets of, you know, in other in other words. And again, the key to that is, of course, reestablishing our our relationships with Germany and France and all the countries in Europe, which they're just waiting for. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they are. Yeah. They're literally waiting for just a change of right. Uh, it really is. They're just uh, we're waiting, America. And think about if. if 
you know, somebody else would have been in power that had seen what happened with Brexit. That is now proven that there was a lot of Russian interference in, in Brexit now, yeah, too. Did you see the, and, uh, the Independent published last week that um, there has been the largest surge in voter registrations in the U.K. in uh, young people yeah. ever, 300,000 registrants? Uh, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, to change that course, I mean, they, they've they been sitting around now for, what, two and a half, three years, mm -hmm. fighting about things when they could have been putting out a story like, hey, this is how this all happened. Do you guys want to take another vote on this and, and get these people out? Or, you know, still it, it would have changed the parliament, it would have put in a different speaker. That, you know, all of the things could have changed with the power of America yeah. coming to combat Russia on those interference issues all around the world, but we haven't had that. We've had a president who is not only letting them happen, but promoting them and, and, and allowing other dictators that the freedom to do basically whatever they mm -hmm. want while the world watches this soap opera. But that's, you know, you know that's the hallmark of isolationism. Because, mm -hmm. you know, right, right. Well, we don't care about them. That's all. That's somewhere else. This, and that's where we're at now. Yeah. I mean, this is akin to the isolationism we saw in the 20s and 30s. Right. Yeah, and, we'll be keeping the, the bookfuls you know, of Jews or, or Germans, because yeah. they weren't Trump supporters. The Germans, oh, yeah. we got a bunch of Germans over here, you better keep them off the shore. But it you literally know? can't happen like that anymore, because of the Internet. Sure. Yeah. So I can get on the Internet right now and talk to someone in India. Mm -hmm. Just I can. Yeah. And so now there are far more interpersonal connections between average Americans and people all over the world. So that's this, this, and that's another okay boomer thing where they just don't get that concept. So right. the idea of isolationism uh, and the rah-rah America first are largely non-tech users because this is it's a global village. It really is. And uh, we're seeing these tariffs are now coming home to roost. Mm -hmm. The idea that the rest of the world does matter you know, and they can say for like, oh, those tariffs aren't hurting those farms. Farming's up 45%. Yeah, but your friend, your neighbor is out of business. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, the big farms are up 45%. Well, sure. I mean, in most of the, uh, of the farm subsidies, the bailouts are going to corporate farming yep. operatives, not mm -hmm. family farms. Right. And so, I mean, again, yeah, are those family people still, you know, double downing and vote for Trump? Maybe they will. That's, you know, we've seen... So far, they ha I mean, so far. We'll, we'll see what happens we'll in 2020, but... But the idea that, the, that we can just be by ourselves... Right. It's a false narrative that does not hold up even going to Walmart. Right. And the, mm -hmm. but the, the, you're right, and the frustrating part of that is is that we already knew this. Oh, yeah. And like, right. we're relearning yeah. the fucking alphabet. Yeah. Well, like, no, yeah, I knew ABCs. Thank right. you, yeah, but we were, have to relearn them again, apparently. There, there yeah. are experts that it's were jumping over... Or so. <laughs> <laughs> jumping over the moon trying to tell this administration not to do these things. And they did them anyway. And that is another one of those things that you can only say, well, who does this benefit? It either benefits Trump or it benefits one of Trump's cronies, you know. So or, or the other benefit, the one that I keep harping on is, is a fun, I'm a president. Mm -hmm. Look at I did. Yeah, exactly. It's completely, you know, greedy narcissism. The, the guy that couldn't figure out how 100 years works yeah. is the guy, is he, under, is he doing stuff for Putin? Yeah. Yeah. He is. Mm -hmm. Is he doing something because it benefits him? Right. They yep. might not even have to have dirt on him. Maybe right. it's just, you know, here, we'll give you a million dollars. Here's a billion dollars later when this happens. Right. That's as, that's as base as it has to get, you know, and, and you know, it's it's that's the ridiculous part about that. It's it's just and that's the founding that you know the framers couldn't reconcile that right. someone would be like this. Right. 
You know, this is all, this is so weird. It's well, all they actually did with articles of impeachment, but they didn't realize that there would be a whole party of people that were protecting him. Yeah, like everyone yeah. would yeah. be yeah. all in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or, or that a whole country full of people couldn't see what was right in front of their face because this man is telling them to not. You know. You know. And, well, I mean, we've known that for for. Decades. What a Churchill well, say? I'm saying and I paraphrased, you know, it's a, one way to um, uh, get rid of democracy is to talk to the average voter. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> then, well, you're not wrong. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. But so, but here's, so, like, I like, I think that this impeachment uh, hearings and the upcoming trial, the, the machinations of such are, are very cool. You know, when people are saying all is lost, like 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 my wife gets all depressed. Like we're just it's all gonna crumble, we're all gonna die. Like, no, look. No. If we weren't doing these hearings, yeah, maybe. You know? If there weren't people out there willing to right, do this, yeah. Right, right. I think as long as they're still then and, and maybe they're not winning right now, technically, you know, mm-hmm. they, they, they but And our satire says a lot too. Yeah, and I think we still have that freedom. I mean but the point is is that we have to maintain it. Mm-hmm. So, and we talked about this a lot before about, you know, hopefully, if we're going to look at the glass half full interpretation of these of these years, this era, is that hopefully this is where we reignited uh, citizenship mm-hmm. and reignited civics and reignited an interest in, you know, uh, kind of like the Vietnam War in a certain sense sort of woke up a generation and said, hey, pay attention. Right. Uh, you know, yeah, it's your country, you know, if, the, if things are happening in your name that you don't like, do something about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, and I think we have, in the sense yeah. that the, I think um, the, and we were joking about it before, but I think the OK Boomer is, is you know, the battle cry yeah. of that. <laughs> you know? It could be. You know? Because, yeah. you know, the millennials are saying it, the Zs right. are saying it. Right. And we're talking millennials are, in, like, approaching 40 right now. They're in middle management. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, you know, it's, you know, so I, like I said, I'm a, a, a new, low, uh, upper end Gen Z. My brother is a boomer. He was born in 59. Do you have a, like a, and, a different view of the world? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, a few year, about a year, a year and a half ago, uh, there was, there was a, 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 a book called De- a Generation of Sociopaths about mm-hmm. the, the, yep. the baby boomers. And I read the book and it, it really did, a lot of it resonated with me, right? And I and I wrote something, and I did something like a, almost a review on Facebook about it, and I just said, "Hey, I think this is a very interesting take on why the world is the way it is right now," um, uh, you know. And um, and he got mad, mm-hmm. and you know, and I and it's part of me. I was like, "Okay, I should have been so glib." Like, and, and I tried to explain to him. I said, "You know, this isn't directed to you personally," and I did say in my post, like. This is not saying all boomers do this, but as a generation, you know, you have to look at the, you know, the effects of what's happened in this generation, and, and this generation is the one that's the boomers are in power, right? And a lot um, of them. yeah, they're in power. They're still in power. They're the ones that run the show. Generally, yeah. doesn't mean there's non-boomers that aren't in positions. Of course, there are. But the boomers still really—they run the levers of power. They—they're the ones that operate them. Right. And uh, so, okay. but the thing is, is that it was just very—and I—and I got it. I tried to—I thought, well, if I was in his shoes, if there was a a whole okay Gen Z, you know, there's a you know the—and if the book uh, Generation of Sociopaths was about you know the you know the the, the Gen Gen Xers, I mean, uh, then I might take it personally. I get it. But on the flip side of that, I was heartened by how many boomers said, "Yeah, absolutely." 
our generation, mm-hmm. my generation sucks. Yeah. You know, and, and, and it's, it's easy to put things off on a generation. We should, right. I mean, it's important to talk about it, but it's too easy to just say, well, it's the boomer's fault. You know, so that's where I think, okay, boomer, that's the, that's the downside of it is that it can be used, I think, sort of flippantly and it doesn't really, it doesn't engage. It is, a, it's a middle finger. Right. It is, it is a, a middle, verbal middle finger. Yes. That, you know, okay, Boomer, fuck you. Like I said, the Gen X version of that has been whatever. You roll your eyes and you look, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when you do, if you physically do that to somebody, if you're somebody's talking to you, go, okay, whatever, you've physically given them the finger. I mean, it, it is, mm-hmm. it is, it's the, it's the equivalent of giving somebody the finger. Like, I'm done talking to you. If someone did that to me and I'm talking to them, I'd be like, I'm done talking. This communication is now over. Mm-hmm. So the okay, Boomer, I think the problem with it is, and I totally understand why it's getting used, and it, it's used very well, and sometimes I, but it just, it's too glib, it's too, it does it shuts off communication. And Maybe that's the intent. You know, yeah, it clearly yeah, is, but is right. that good? I don't know. Oh, well, I mean, we were doing it with the Trump supporters. I'm done with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, those guys suck. Right. <laughs> Aren't a lot of them boomers? <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. Well, yeah. so here's the thing. So let's right. say, right. so then when the boomers were young, they were the hippies. And they did the exact same thing to the greatest generation. Mm-hmm. Shut them down. Yeah. I'm talking to you. I'm right, like, right. It's, this, is a, well, this is rights of passage. And actually, stuff. that was that was one of the things that the few boomers that did reach out and say, yeah, you're right, was exactly, they said, you know, how they're like, how quickly my contemporaries forget that we were the ones that were doing this 30, 35, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, we were the ones that were saying, fuck you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, don't, don't trust anyone over 30. And, and for know. good reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, everything was far too secretive. There was far too many uh, uh, secretive government agencies that you would never, ever get any information out of. And, you know, the Pentagon Papers, the, the, all of the stuff, the, all of the things that were happening in that generation needed to be called out. They needed to be called out by youthful people, and they needed to take the power from the people that were doing right. those things. And, and, and then they became and the then people. They be, and yeah, that, <laughs> but it, it's like you're saying, it's a rites of passage it thing, is. and have we come so there better was, or worse? Oh, it's the same. It's, 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 it's the same. It's yeah, the it's same. cyclical. It's the same. I think it comes around. The issue with us as Gen Xers is there's not enough of us. We're a small generation. Uh, we're smaller. We're, well, we're numbers smaller wise, yeah, numbers for sure. Wise, and I smallest. think, but I think also we're not yet in power. Not that there are Gen Xers that are in powerful positions, you know, yep. uh, for sure. I mean, Paul Ryan was most recently Speaker of the House, one of the top positions in the country, and mm-hmm. he's you know Gen Xer. Um, and so, but largely we haven't yet come into that. We have not inherited the, the you know. Scepter. Uh, because and we won't though. I mean, and that's the, here's the, right. here's why we won't because uh, you know medical technology. Right. Boomers aren't retiring. Right. Because um, Obama was a boomer. Um, he was a low end boomer. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he was, was a contemporary with you. He was at the end. Year, year he, was born, he was born in what sixty one, I think. So he was he was at the the tail end of the boomers, but he's in the boomer generation. Yep. He's considered a boomer. Mm-hmm. So we've not had a Gen X president, uh, and we very well could in twenty twenty. We could. You know, we very well could. I mean, and um, you know, it, I think that's it's uh, it's going to be telling what happens in that sense. But I, uh, you know, I think, but as a, like an overall thing, as a generational thing, um, there's not enough Gen Xers 
and not enough boomers leaving to replace them with Gen Xers. Right. We're going to get skipped over in the power struggle, and it's going to millennials. Right. By the time the power shifts really take hold. Right. I mean, because when you think about it, okay, so the boomer presidents, the first boomer president was Clinton. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you had Clinton, you had W, you had Obama, and now you had Trump. Trump's a boomer, too. Right. Uh, before that, th- that was the World War II. That was the greatest generation, if you're going right. to give them a, a name. Yep. Uh, you know, so you had... Uh, you know, uh, George H.W., you had Carter, I mean, you had Reagan, you had Carter, um, and, and then, uh, Nixon, uh, Johnson, back to Kennedy. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest generation. Right. And then prior to that, then Eisenhower represents a whole different, you know, so. Yeah, they were before. You know, uh, Gen 1. <laughs> I don't know what you're I don't know, yeah, I don't know what the, what the technical term is for whatever generation that would be. Uh, the Victorian generation. The <laughs> um, you know, are here. Yeah. So, but just as likely as, or more likely than we're going to get a Gen X president in 2020, we're probably going to get another boomer. Maybe. Uh, so who's running? So look who's running. Yeah. So it's either Trump, right. boomer, uh, Biden's a boomer, boomer. Warren, um, Warren, boomer, boomer. Bernie, uh, Bernie, boomer, <laughs> Bernie, greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's a great question. What, when was he born? I think he's technically a boomer, but... I don't know. Um, he's getting a surge because of the Mandalorian's new baby, Bernie. <laughs> baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, you can't read too much into that, but... I Who's do Pete? Is Pete a millennial? Is he an X? He's, I think he's a, he'd be a Gen X, wouldn't he? Uh, he's young. Uh, know, he's, 30, uh, Harris, he's thirty something. Harris is next. Uh, you know, he, Sanders. Sanders just made, he's born in nineteen forty-one. So Pete's a millennial. He's because you know the, as the book that I read about uh, generation of sociopaths, they sort of they said, look, boomers have tri- tri- traditionally been defined as being born right after the war from forty-six on. Right. But they did a great explanation of saying, really, you have to back the boomer generation up to nineteen forty. Okay. And I and I they, and they laid it out. They had a statistical thing where they said, "Look, this is why you really have." And I said, I, "I accept what you're saying. I think that that's true." So we'll, technically, we'll I think, you know, we'll, we'll say he's a boomer. So, so Buttigieg, uh, he's in his 30s, he's going to be a millennial. You know, um, I guess that's true. What is the what is the categorization of of that? Like, where where is the boom or the? Uh, uh, here you go. What do you want? Uh, boomer ends 46 to 64. Mm-hmm. X is 65 to 79, mm-hmm. and Xennials is 75 to 85. And that's that weird tech thing. Yeah, and then uh, Generation Y is 80 to 94. Those are the millennials. Yeah, so millennials. 80, 80 to 94. Yep. So when was Pete born? Um, Z is 95 to 2012. Yeah. I, Gen, Gen Z. Uh, and the one before it that we didn't know is the interbellum generation. Well, they're boring. <laughs> yeah, 1901 to 1913. Okay. Uh, so Buttigieg was born in 82. Oh, my God, he's so fucking young. Mm-hmm. I was a goddamn sophomore in high school. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Millennial. Yeah. Uh, he would That'd be, be crazy. I guess he'd be a millennial, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would mean Cory Booker is probably a millennial. Um, I think he's a little older. I think he's a little bit older, but... Well, I mean, yeah. Again, I don't want to get too bogged down in it, but, but there will be a passing of the there will be a passing of the torch. We're gonna, we're, I, I swear, we're gonna skip Gen X most of the time because there's not so few of us. Oh, Booker's mm-hmm. born in '69, so he's a Gen oh, wow. Xer. 
So, okay. and then he's not going to win. <laughs> so, like, no power for you. I, I, I think we're largely going to skip the Gen Xers. And that's, you know, it's, it's yeah. largely by our design, too. Because yeah. we have a, a distinct hatred of everything. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's the Gen X vibe. You know, I trust, don't trust anyone over 30, just don't trust anyone. Right. We're the X Files generation. I don't trust you. Trust I don't even trust no me. one. Trust right. You know, because we're the first ones to get screwed. Well, you know, we're the first ones to realize there's no retirement or American mm-hmm. Dream or Real House. So Kamala Harris was born in '64, so technically Gen Xer. Okay, but she may get it. So and, it's and probably going to be a boomer, and yeah. it's going to boomer to millennial. Yeah. And we were the generation that they kept on telling us that, like, the world was going to end. You know, they, they were going to have nuclear holocaust. You know, they were right. They were just wrong about the reason. <laughs> right. yeah. So I, I really think that that plays a lot into the, yeah, our the, the mental aspects of the Generation X. It's, it's like they were telling us it's all the whole time that we were growing up that there really wasn't a nihilism. <laughs> you know, and so when you think about Gen Xers, most of the time um, they're... they're uh, Non-political, right? When you think about it, they, they're or libertarians. I know a lot of libertarians, and that's the, they're only libertarians because you don't have to think about it, right? You know, I'm libertarian, but I hate taxes. Uh, I'll go play the game. You know, it's, 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 it's what we are. I'm show up and vote for someone who won't win any time ever, yeah. ever. If I show up to vote, because they can binge the X Files now. No one told me, but uh, you know, generally they're early early tech adopters. Um, because you have to be, you had to to survive, to be right. to be relevant, and there's just not enough. So we're not hitting the CEO realms yet because the boomers aren't giving it up. And by the time you know they do give it up, we're going to be phased out, and millennials will come up and tag it. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, well, our nihilism is completely warranted. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent warranted. And uh, never thought about it like that, David. Thanks. Wow. That's, that's, that's really quite. Uh, Thanks for the pep talk. <laughs> okay, Xer. <laughs> so uh, but you're right. The rolling of the eyes and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We. It's just you know that would just piss them off. It wasn't in their face. Yeah. Right. Whatever. Whatever. You old asshole. <laughs> You know, <laughs> but it, I guess it's interesting because I, mean, I don't want to. Maybe we're digging yeah, too yeah. deep into this, but but okay. So okay, boomer is to me is more in your face, yeah, oh, than, yeah. than whatever, yeah. It because is. whatever is just I'm disengaging. Whereas okay, boomer is you're a fucking idiot, right? And that's why the millennials yeah. and the Z's are going to run yeah. the world. Because they are engaging. Yeah. They, this is a thing oh, okay. to get a rise I guess and, if we're gonna, to attack with. If we're going to use this mm-hmm. as, as you know a, a barometer, then yeah. It's I, an attack. I, uh, it's I, an attack on what you believe and how you've run the world yeah. and your idiocy. Interesting. And we, like I've been saying, it's like, whatever. Yeah. I'm out. Well, yeah, we're out. I'm mixing pizza rolls. You guys ruin the world. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's largely what we've done. It's what we've done. <laughs> I knew that that OK Boomer was going to be really powerful, and it was an attack. On how fast that they they were offended by it, and you know? how fast it got yeah. around that all the Z's and millennials yep. were doing it. Yeah. Like, oh, this works! See like, how it works. And, you yeah. know, it was so fast. I actually saw. I, I think the first time I saw it was on Facebook, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I knew, I knew, and I knew. I mean, I, I got a gist of it. Like, I'm like, okay, obviously they're calling this person because they're a boomer. But I'm like, okay, boomer. And I was like, and then like it seemed like a week later, it hit the media. Yeah. You know, like it was already in it was use. Fast. It was already in it was use. Fast. 
And then the media's like, what's this okay boomer thing? And they started reporting on it. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, now it's a thing. And it's, it's a hashtag. It's a hashtag, yeah. and it's an attack. Yeah. It's an incredibly effective attack. Because, as we know, snowflakes are boomers. Boomers are snowflakes. They are just, they can't handle any criticism whatsoever. Xers handle criticism really well because that's all we've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that again? Eh, well, yeah, I'm back to my pizza <laughs> rolls. But, and, but it, you know what? But millennials have also heard yeah, incessant <laughs> criticism, but it's the difference of how we handle it. We just go, whatever, I'm are my pizza rolls ready. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's pretty much what we did. So that's the disengage of like, right. you know what? I, I'm just going to do what I'm going to do, and you can just go fuck yourself. So here's so look at look at the timeline, though. Boomers, I get to retire, raise children, put them through college, buy a house, American dream. Right. Gen Xers, that was really, that was valid up until we hit our thirties and like right. oh, wait that so, doesn't happen <laughs> right so <laughs> we were sold yeah. we were sold that bill right, of goods right, right. and all, we had to learn the hard way like oh I'm sorry this is all fucking bullshit and the millennials never had to learn the hard yeah. way they didn't labor under the delusion that that's going to happen right. so they've just been angry and the Gen Zers yeah. largely grew up around the 2008 collapse so I think even to a greater extent mm-hmm. they have not bought into the bullshit oh yeah uh, you know. Uh, there's certainly no, you know, the whole American dream owning a house and all that bullshit. I mean, they, they see that for what it is. And I think also the, the lack of stability. The under, and this is the difference. <laughs> Having an innate understanding that there's no stability. Yeah. Whereas we it's, have been... It's sold, calming. Yeah. We've been sold a bill of goods that, well, there's these systems and there's these people. And, and, and so I think for our generation, a lot of our angst around Trump and what has happened is, is that we're seeing, in fact, that that's bullshit, that... The systems and the institutions that we put so much faith in aren't the be-all, end-all. And, you know, they're not going to... And again, the same thing with the Mueller report. How everybody was like, oh, this is it, Mueller's going to save us. And the Mueller time t-shirts and, you know, and all He's that. He's a boomer, by you the know. way. <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> and you're like, at a certain point, and at first you're like, oh, that's cute. But then at a certain point you're like, okay, hold on. And we are you also know. are the generation that would do anything for a free T-shirt. Well, yeah. that's absolutely yeah. anything for a free T-shirt. <laughs> right. Sign T-shirts. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, so what do you got to do for the T-shirt? Right. So now, with your argument, wouldn't it be up to us? I mean, oh, it's, but right now is our time, and we and, have time. and and we yeah, and but we just don't have the ambition to, yeah, to save the so, things so that. So here's the thing: abuse and roles aren't going to eat themselves. Thing, it's, it's not even ambition. It's we see. The lie for the lie. Right. We were told for the longest time, be a doctor, be a lawyer, right. be in radio, own your own business, be some stupid college professor, you'll get the house and the picket fence and the stability and be able to live out your dreams and retire when you're old with health care. Fucking lies. Right. So now we're looking at it like it's not a lack of ambition. It's a, I'm not going to let you fool me again. Right. Mm-hmm. Won't get fooled again. There's no way you're fooling me again. Millennials saw our angst and us being pissed off. They adopted that and like, no, that's not going to happen to us. And the Z's are just like, well, this place is a fucking shit show. I'm going to do what I got to do. Right. And that's, I mean, that's our kind of our progressions here. And it can't happen until there's a mass die off of boomers. Sorry for any boomers listening. Mm-hmm. Going back to the lack of ambition, wouldn't it have been our lack of ambition of not being civically minded at the time that took all those things away from us? Not at all, because we were sold a bill of goods of what we were told. We we learned our civics. Mm -hmm. We learned the processes. We learned that retirement plans are like this, and this is what pensions are for. And we learned how to balance a checkbook. It was all a giant fucking lie, though. Well, 
It was so, a lie until it was a lie after certain other people got in power and started no, taking away. It was always protections. a lie. It was always a house of cards. No one thought to tell us. Right. I I guess I I'm having trouble thinking that FDR was really putting up a house of cards. FDR is not a boomer. I understand, but that was that was the the framework that we all were. were no, but FDR, FDR, FDR didn't put up a house of cards. FDR tried to put. He tried to frame the house. Mm-hmm. There's only so much. Look, he put the frame in. I have the perfect analogy. Okay, please do. So FDR, yeah, that was going nowhere. FDR uh, interbellum is what <laughs> yeah. he is. Builds a one. Let's say he builds a wonderful corporation. Mm-hmm. Wonderful corporation where his children, the boomers. Mm-hmm. Get to have a job if they want it, but they don't have to really learn anything. And send, and but you know this is a wonderful thing that was built for you that you get to use. And then FDR dies, and he hands the keys over to his children, the Boomers, who don't know how to run the corporation. They're a bunch of fucking idiots. They've just you know been benefiting from these wonderful things that have been made. So yeah, FDR built a wonderful thing. Right. And then it was mismanaged by the second coming of people right. who were still benefiting from all the stuff FDR had put together, and they still are. Mm-hmm. But it's never going to reach us. And we didn't figure that out till we were in our 30s. Right. It, I, I guess that's my point, is we didn't have that ambition to be civically involved in order to protect those things. But we didn't so, have to. Because it was already running. Look at it. Yeah, it's it perfect. Was, right. It's the... And it's that, the, it's that's the, the lie that we were told. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the... Look at that. Look at our union. Mm-hmm. Look at our republic running so well. Right. Until like 1998, when shit just stopped running well. Yeah. Like, oh, Private wait. equity firms and... Exactly. You know. The boomers taking, you know, like, this will... This, because the, their big mistake was this will go forever. And by fire forever, they just meant till they died. Right, mm. which is exactly <laughs> which is exactly what they have set this system up, and largely consciously. It's mm. not; it wasn't just coincidentally, and it wasn't unconsciously. The system has been set up to completely go bankrupt just about when they're all dead. Uh, so, social security and things like all these right. entitlement programs that they have greatly benefited from will all go bust in the twenty late thir- late twenty thirties, early twenty forties. They'll all be dead. They'll all be dead then. And we'll kind of they, be dead. And, and we'll be, that's when we'll most need it. Okay. That's when we'll be in our, our, our elder age and most need to access those programs. They will. That's when we most need it, and it will not be there for us. And that's and what we figured out. And, 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 by, and mind you, mind you, mind you it, won't be there, it won't be there, even though we've been paying into it for yeah. decades. Yeah, we've, we've been paying into it. We've been paying for the boomers. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're the ones that are like, oh, thank you for this great entitlement program that I'm going to now take to death. And you just said thank goodbye. you. We're over an hour. Yeah. So we should wrap up a little bit because okay. my wife's going to make me pick her up food on the way home because she's cooking tomorrow. But I would like... Us to say what we're thankful oh, for wow. um, politically. We're gonna because they'd be great. Like, I'm so thankful for you, Rob and John. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, not get there. I want to say it again, okay. and I know that we're really negative all the time. That's true. So what? I, I got mine. What are you thankful for? Rob? I am thankful for C-SPAN. Yeah. I'm oh, thankful for okay. the ability to see my government work. Awesome. Right. That's really good. I mean, it's so much. There's better. other countries around the world that you do not have that. 
And hold on to it because we're Xers. It'll get ripped away from you at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so remember, nothing's permanent. Paul Murdoch already owns Sesame Street. <laughs> that happened under our watch, too. It'll just be a button in the White House. They'll just turn the cameras off. On C-SPAN, when you know, we're done. If somebody wants to black it out or they'll put up... Yeah, a porn video will just come up, and they're going to run his yeah. old Apprentice shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And Rob Blagojevich. <laughs> Blagojevich. What are you uh, thankful for, Rob? Um, he's John. I'm John. Yeah, same yeah. thing. We are really interchangeable. <laughs> we're, 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 we're Gen Xers, so it's all whatever name. Um, I guess uh, I am thankful for whistleblowers. Nice, you know, and, and those the people that that stand up, and, and regardless of the personal consequence, the professional consequence, say this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank thank you to the whistleblowers. Okay. Um, mine might be slightly controversial. Okay. I am thankful for Donald J. Trump. Okay. Mm. Mainly? Explain yourself. Well, first and foremost, what kind, look at the show. <laughs> we are watching the you, show you, of shows. You have always been about this show. Rivaled only by Nero fiddling as Rome burned. <laughs> right, yeah. But I, no one was there to see it. Maybe some interbellums, but see, no way. I, I enjoyed reading about Nero fiddling while Rome burned because I wasn't in Rome while it was burning. Right. Yeah, see, so, if you were an early adopter like the rest of us, uh, real Gen Xers, not you marginal Gen oh, Xers. Oh, I see. Oh, oh, it's a generational warfare broken out. This is a this is like the virtual reality Rome is burning game. It's like the pong of, of Rome burning. No, and then uh, and I am thankful to be alive at this time because. Man, no one would believe this shit. If you, there, no, oh. someone's gonna read this in a history book if we survive. And like, well, that didn't happen like that, right? Well, and that's in the future. And then you think if you took the, if the founding fathers could have and get over the, the you know, the technological whatever of them looking, you know, they would clearly say, oh, well, clearly the republic is over. Yeah, they look at they would look well, at what we have to say. They'd say first, oh, they would say, when, "When did it end?" Because it's over now. Obviously, you're living oh with in this kind of oh, it's over. So when did it end? They'd go back and go. So when did it end? Now here's a question about the founding fathers and authoritarianism. I, I don't want to get all, all too, but do you think they would send in? They look at the what we have now. Federal army has this kind of power. This kind of shit is going right. on. Would they go authoritarian and go to like a military state to? They just because they up. were like that. No, kind they of never. Ruling. No, no, they would have gone the other way. The state they would have never come together as a confederation. Mm. They would have just said, "Fuck it, we'll stay as states." If they looked in the future, right from where they're at right now, they'd be like, "Why'd you let women vote?" <laughs> yeah, right. So well, let's not take <laughs> That's their what word. I was going to. Let's like, not take know, their word really for anything. Those guys and now and those mentalities yeah. now, I think they would be Wait. authoritarian leaders, as they could not. Grasp just like Donald Trump is, is, and Putin, they cannot grasp what the population really wants them to do, so they're going to just dictate. They weren't. They what, certainly what were happening? not in favor of democracy, right? As as we understand it, for mm-hmm. sure. No, that's absolutely true. They yeah. they'd be horrified, yeah, at the notion. They'd say, "Well," and they, actually, they would say, "Told you." That's what they'd say. They'd say, told ya. Yeah. Tried to tell ya. First they would you do let that. everyone vote. You let the women in. You free the slaves. Told ya. That's what they'd say. Yeah. First they'd pop some popcorn. <laughs> and much like me, they would watch this show. Yep. <laughs> I need an Alexander Hamilton gif eating popcorn. Okay. <laughs> Someone get on it. All right. Well, that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah, see you next month, if there's a next month. Yeah, so far so good, I guess. Yeah, you never know. You never know who's going to go to war with Iraq yeah. or, you know, get impeached or... Man. Now we're going to have to watch Nadler uh, instead of those cool suits from Schiff. Nadler's <laughs> 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 trying. He's losing weight. Well, <laughs> he's trying. This song is called Baby Don't You Cry. more episodes of the no cry zone at the no cry tweet rob john and dave at no cry zone and find the no cry zone on facebook listen to every abnormal entertainment show on google play apple podcasts our youtube channel or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts and don't forget to visit abnormal you've been listening to the abnormal entertainment network